Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you can have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. 
Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from Planet Blue in Malibu, California. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know what to say, Ashley. All right, so I sat when I first saw it. I was sitting in the um, press room of Women Tell All, and I was like, I cannot wait a week to talk to people <laughs> about this. I was like searching for anyone that would listen, but at the same time, I didn't want to spoil it for anyone because it was so good that I thought that somebody needed to experience it firsthand. So I literally just went around for an entire week being like, wait till you guys see this. It is the most dramatic episode you are ever going to see and i also like feel so bad being like oh my god how good how dramatic right because colton is heartbroken i was like while watching it so sad after frenzied you know so okay everybody out there listening right now you just heard ashley explode with excitement because i'll be honest in in the week that she's seen this she's she hasn't caught me up on it she hasn't caught anybody up on it she just wants to talk about it so bad, and we're here tonight to do it. We're up here in Malibu at a live podcast. If you hear some background noise, that's about, I don't know, what do you think, 400 people? Yeah, 400 fans out here just celebrating with us, loving Colton's last uh, one of his last episodes of this season, and it did not disappoint. So we're going to jump right into it. We're going to start out with the first part of the date. Portugal did not disappoint, and we're going to start with Tasha. We can't forget about Tasha. She's still here. Okay, well, actually, this wasn't the most exciting episode ever because Tasha's part weighed it down. I mean, I agree. It w- it was almost the first it had to be there because if it was just Cassie the whole time, I would have exploded with anticipation and I anxiety. I know. Well, I know, but you I think they had to stretch out Tasha's part yeah. because they didn't have the Hannah G date. So like all right, well, it's pretty much got to be 50-50. I, I kind of agree. I wish there would have been more. I feel like they cut out some stuff with Cassie. I wish we would have got more dialogue with her about where she was coming from internally. Because here's the question. We're going to get into it later with a bunch of people from Bachelor Nation. I mean, we've got Tanner here. We've got Annalise here. We've got Jade. We've got uh, Jared. We've got a ridiculous amount of Bachelor Nation in the, in the house today. We're going to talk to him about this whole thing. I do feel like Cassie showed up to break up with Colton in way too good of spirits. Oh, Something was happening. Oh, it was the was weirdest happening. thing ever. The way she turned up and was like smiley. And she was like going to have like some cute casual conversation. And then he kind of delved right into it. And then all of a sudden she was like, oh, wow. I didn't know this was going to come up so fast. I thought I was going to have fun with you for a little bit longer before leaving. So. I- I have two questions if you're going to address Tasha. Yeah, I would Because we love started. To. So we might as well go in order. Right. One, I want to know what both of you thought about the very aggressive sexual innuendos yeah. she was putting out. Because I've never noticed that before. So I thought, is this because of the fantasy suite? What's going on? So I want to hear your thoughts on that. I have thoughts. And two, it was so obvious when we saw them eating breakfast that she was done. 
Oh, yeah. It was like, okay. Okay, yeah. You're done. She did not really like him after that. And I don't know what happened. I think she felt rejected. This is just my theory. I think she really thought she might be his first that night. And I think she tried and he turned her down because he was like, oh, no, you're not my person. And then after that, she was like, oh, well, this is obvious. It's not me. And she probably just felt, yeah, rejected and kind of weird. Like when he was walking away, it was like, I was afraid she was going to start crying. It was like she knew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she did not go well. But I also thought she was a little bit turned off. So I couldn't quite figure out what was going on. My theory, she was embarrassed. She was rejected sexually. Turned down. Turned down. Um, But then I also thought that she just kind of didn't seem into him anymore. But maybe it was because she kind of just knew he wasn't into her. Ashley, I don't know any other way to do this, but I'm putting you on the spot here. Because coming from a background of virginity on this show, right? So you're Colton. You're the lead. Uh-huh. You, uh, he obviously knew at that point that Cassie was it. He, he's going to participate. Why did he participate in the fantasy suite with Tasha at all? Because he's setting her up for an expectation of something that wasn't going to happen. So uh, just coming from a level of... The, the pressure that she probably felt because she thought she might be Colton's first. Yeah. She also thought she was probably going to be the one because he was spending the night with her. Why did Colton still decide to spend that night with her? God, that's a great question. I don't have the answer to it. We'll have to, we'll have to talk to Colton. We'll that, we have to write that down as a question to talk to him about. I do think he had the intention to sleep with Cassie, though. I thought that was going to be like his way of telling Cassie without... Well, he probably would have told her in the privacy of the the room without cameras that she was the one. But I think he was going to reaffirm that by having her be his first. I think he was totally prepared that night going into it with Cassie. Don't know why he decided to do it with Tasha. I mean, don't know why the the, the pressure that the, just I wonder. And we're going to keep bouncing back to Cassie in this, and I feel like we're going to have to in this episode because that scenario with Colton and Cassie was so captivating and polarizing that we can't talk about Taysha or any of the ep- rest of the episode without comparing it and keep bringing it back to it because it's so pivotal in, in the whole experience. I mean, we have to remember here, we only saw two women during the whole episode, and they took up the entirety of it. Two hours. Two hours of it. So, Ben, I have a question for you as a man. Yeah. And maybe you could pretend you are a virgin man. Would <laughs> Tasha's? I don't think she was aggressive, but she was very sexually forward with the, oh, is, is my boob slipping out? Oh, Whatever. yeah. Would yeah. that have made you nervous as a virgin man? I wonder if that made Colton feel nervous. I, I think at this point. And, and I, don't, I, I have a hard time speaking for Colton in this, but just from the things he said on the show and how much he is ready. So I will say he's, he's insinuated that he is ready, and he hasn't said it's for his wife, for somebody in love, yeah, yeah. that he is exploding with excitement at the idea of losing this thing. So would it make me nervous as a virgin man or a man to have somebody that I cared about sitting across the table from me and, and making these innuendos? I think it would make me nervous if I knew she wasn't the one. Okay, exactly what I was going to say if I flipped it on myself. Um, if I was in his situation going into a fantasy suite, I would feel very uncomfortable if somebody was insinuating that we were going to have sex, even though we basically, I, I knew that I would never do that with that person, you know? And then they were like giving these innuendos. I would be like, this is this is so gross. I'm like actually turned off right now. Like now I really don't know if I want to go to the fantasy suite. Right. Like, yeah, it would have been good if been... it was Cassie. Yeah. Because he would have been like, okay, totally. I'm feeling great. Yeah. But when he probably had known it wasn't going to be Tasha, 
So then it got weird. It was, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. When they were eating the apricots, all of it, I was like, I feel weird. Okay. It's kind of like if I were to take this into like a, a kiss scenario, even say like you're having multiple people get into you and you just keep comparing everybody to the one person that you really love. Everybody else will gross you out. Even though they're not a gross person, obviously they're not a gross person. When I say the term gross out, yeah, it means I, we, like I, I, I feel turned yeah. off by you. But it's I'm only turned off by you because I like somebody else so much more. Sorry it was so hard for me to articulate that, but that's really... I think you did a great job. You're, okay. you're spot on. I think everybody out there could relate with that comment yeah. is that somebody, if you love somebody... And you're you're kissing them or you're physical with them. There's really nothing that's going to gross you out about them. There's going to be moments that you laugh and you know they maybe smell funny or whatever. Yeah. But you're going to get over it so fast. But if there's anybody, even if they're beautiful and even if you have a connection with them and even if you've been dating them, that you're trying to compare to, it's going to fall exactly. short. Yeah. So not not gross like they're a gross person. You just feel uneasy and uncomfortable with them because you're like, oh, but you're not the person that I'm thinking of. You're not the person I'm in love with. This is the week. For everybody out there listening, and we're going to jump in. Uh, we've got really excited, as you can tell, kind of just like diving in. We couldn't wait to get this podcast turned on to start talking about this episode. We're going to slow down in a second and kind of break it down uh, like we usually do. But we just had to get all this spit out there really quick. Here, Here's the truth, though. I remember this, this, this week during The Bachelor. You almost at this point feel like you're cheating on the person you love. Because at this point, I knew that I could not live my life without yeah. Lauren. Now, yeah. granted, I... I feel differently now, but that's what I felt then. And then you had Jojo there, who I loved, and I told her that because I did. But I knew that it wasn't compared to how I felt about Lauren. And then you had Kayla, and Kayla was there, who I cared so much about, and I didn't want to say goodbye to, and I couldn't imagine saying goodbye to her because of weeks and weeks and weeks of building this relationship. But ultimately, when you're sitting on a date with anybody else that they don't compare to the person that you want to spend your life with, you feel like you're cheating on them. And it, this is the week that it hit me that this feels so weird. Yeah. I can't keep doing this. Yeah. I'm breaking down. There's somebody There's somebody in their hotel room right now that I care so much about that I want to build a life with or try to build a life with Why I'm on a date kissing another person and I can't stop doing it because it's a part of the format of the show. And this is where the show no longer became fun to me this week. So you think that you like kiss people... Because you felt like almost forced to because of the format? Not the format as much of how do you tell somebody that you have such a deep relationship with that is your girlfriend still, yeah. right? Yeah. It's I always a- find it weird when they refer to girlfriends and boyfriends on the show. But okay, say the last final three. At that point, they, you do feel like it's your girlfriend. Yeah, okay. You care so much about them and you haven't broken up with them yet because you, you, uh, you still are uncertain in your head and you're still confused. This is where the show really gets weird because you do feel like you have such a real relationship, mm-hmm. but yet you're kissing them all. Yeah. But yet you're going to propose to one of them and you just can't stop doing it. Were you kissing somebody thinking about Lauren during that phase? Uh, I Lauren would always be up in the back of my head like, she won't be okay with this. She wouldn't be okay with this. She shouldn't be okay with mm-hmm. this. But, right? I mean, just like the show does a great job at, you have to keep an open mind to the end. What if something were to happen in the last two yeah. weeks that's going to ruin it all? I mean, you've seen it with, we saw it with Desiree and we saw it with Colton during this episode where if he doesn't keep an open mind and we don't know yet, this whole thing is done for him. With that, we got to jump into our first partner of the podcast. What a podcast it is. Ashley, this is one of your favorites. Shout us out. From high-priced department store brands, gimmicky marketing tricks, to disappointing products that often do not perform, it's impossible to know 
where to put our trust or our money. So hers.com is the new women's wellness brand that's cutting the cost and giving you one of the dermatologists dermatologist go-to solution for aging skin. So I love this idea because sometimes you just, you're like, I don't know if I don't know to a dermatologist to go to. I don't know what I need. And hers.com for hers.com is going to change your life. Everyone's skin is different. So the doctor that you're going to basically FaceTime with their licensed doctors online that you're going to FaceTime with are going to prescribe you a treatment that can be delivered to your door. Their prescription, high strength retinoid face creams, which I use um, there that also helps with acne and the appearance of fine lines. They also helps with uneven skin tone and dull complexion. And it's a lifesaver. It's been a lifesaver for me and my acne issues. And with my wedding coming up, I'm, you know, I'm using it all the time. No days where I skip it. It boosts collagen. It helps repair lines and smooth out your skin. This isn't about like needing to change something about your face. You know, this isn't something that you're, that's in a needle. It's going to give you the best look that you can receive now. And it's going to get delivered to your door. So right now, I'm like so distracted. (laughs) I also am so lost right now. Our listeners can get their first month of anti-aging for right now. Our listeners can get their first month of an anti-aging formula from hers for $10 off while supplies last and subject to doctor approval. You can see the website for full details. Go to her for hers.com slash almost famous. That is F O R H E R S.com slash almost famous for hers slash almost famous restrictions apply and you can see the full website for details we have uh coming up here soon in the podcast we have some bachelor nation's favorites coming in we also are going to do a segment responding to the second most emailed topic that we've ever had on this podcast i cannot wait for you to find out what it is but before we do that as a small business owner i'm always looking to grow my business and my staff but it's hard hiring there are multiple job sites and stacks of resumes but with ZipRecruiter, they help you make hiring simple, fast, and smart. With Generous, it, it really is a huge issue for us. We're a for-profit, for-purpose business. It takes a unique person to know they're going to come into a business, maybe not get paid as much as they, they would ideally want, but it's going to be a job that they're passionate and purposeful in. So it takes that unique person. It's not always easy finding them. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. No, they don't. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's important for me. We can't miss a great match. We don't have a lot of money to spend. We've got to make sure the right people are in the right job, and ZipRecruiter does that. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, our listeners on the Almost Famous Podcast can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Ben. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Ben. You know how to spell Ben? It's B-E-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash Ben. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And with that, Ashley, yeah. I didn't expect this. I, it's, it's crazy that we're even doing this. But we have to call in the etiquette lady 
from the last week's episode oh, of Hometowns right now. because we got 200 <laughs> emails, literally 200 emails about buttering your bread, and I'm not okay with it. There was a detail that I learned this week that totally changed the whole game. Apparently, you're supposed to put the butter on your plate and then butter it piece by piece. It's Her- not double dipping. It's not, so it's not double dipping. So... In the podcast last week and in the episode last week with Colton, I did not think this would be a thing. Ashley didn't think this would be a thing. iHeart didn't think this would be a thing. But people were ecstatic about the idea of buttering bread. Oh, but I did think people were going to be revolted by the proper way of buttering bread. We had over 200 emails, which makes it the second most emailed topic of all time during this podcast. We're going to get try to get a hold of Amy uh, from the episode here at some point. But if we don't, just know, team, that if you butter your bread the right way or not, you're still somebody we love. And our next guest is somebody that we all love very, very dearly. I would have paid $4,500 to have dinner with him tonight. <laughs> Tanner Tolbert, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. I'd like to butter your bread. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tanner. Being from Kansas City, did you know the proper way to butter bread? It's not that's the Midwest, that's not the South, but Oh no, we just attack our bread no. savagely <laughs> in the Midwest. There's no no right or wrong way. Oh good. Okay. That's the I way think, I like I it. I think I want to draw this topic out a little bit longer because it seems super intriguing. Yeah, yeah. How many pieces of bread or how many rolls do you eat typically when it's offered for free at a dinner? Oh, I'll get completely full because uh, I'm so picky. I usually don't even like what I'm ordering, so yes. I really try to go for a good four or five pieces of rolls before before <laughs> the meal. Cole doesn't look like a type of guy that eats a lot of bread. No, he's a little more cut up than me. Yeah. Uh, carbs aren't good for that. So. You and I both. We know dairy makes him fart, though. Um, that is true. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, you know, Tanner Tolbert is one of those guys that uh, made me just feel at home during my time on The Bachelorette. He has continued to be a captivating figure within Bachelor Nation by getting married from paradise, being one of the love stories that we celebrate on this podcast along with Jared and Ashley. And Tanner, Mm -hmm. the reason we brought you on the show today is because you've always been a massive fan of The Bachelor. That's true. I I was a fanboy, and I kind of knew everything. I had a strategy going in. Maybe that's why it worked out, just because I've been researching it for so many years. So (laughs) I guess it it worked out for me. Yeah, so Tanner, that being said, was this the most dramatic episode you've ever seen since you've seen so many? I think it has to be. I think so. I mean, there's been other times where like things have gone haywire towards the end, but nothing like this, I don't think. So there are two other times where I thought, hmm, maybe the quote winner is going to watch this back and like just not be okay with it, right? If it's somebody else. I'm being so confused now. There are two other times in Bachelor history that I felt like there was a breakup before the final rose that was this dramatic. Which ones? It was... Peter and Rachel, which I think was a little hammed for TV because Rachel was like, no, Brian knew all along. And then uh, Dez and Brooks. Oh, sure. So with Dez and Brooks, I thought, how is she going to marry somebody in the end of this? How can she get proposed to, right? That one felt so consolation prize-ish to me. And I know they're happily married with kids, and I hope they're not listening and mad at me for saying that, but it really felt that way. It was the way it was edited. We're just going to give them that. It was the way it was edited, but... That's why I bring this up because 
at this point, there's no way that Colton can pick another one of these girls. He oh, cannot no. pick Tasha or Hannah Not G. Not a chance in hell. No. I mean, how could they? If, if, if they watched this back, their relationship would just end right now. I have actually, I talked to Dez and Chris, and I don't think it was edited to look like that. I honestly think she loved Brooks. She was sold out on Brooks. And then once Brooks left, the story I get from her is that she looked around her and said, wait, but I have a guy here that is everything I've never hmm. like dated and I've dated guys that I've never got along with. And this guy really cares about me. And he's he sat with me through this. And we're going to make this thing work. And look at him now. I don't think that's the same scenario for Colton, though. Yeah. It's, it feels too heavy. It, feel, it felt like his heart was already so sold out. Right. I mean, his heart was so sold out, Tanner. He jumped a fence. So the question, first question I have for you is during your time on The Bachelorette or during Paradise. I know Paradise went well for you. Could you have ever imagined quitting the show? Like just running away from the show, like leave I me mean, going away from the crew, going outside of the bubble of the Bachelor. I mean, definitely not on the Bachelorette because I obviously didn't have that big of a connection with Caitlyn. But I, I, I mean, on Paradise, maybe towards the very end, if you're just so mad at how something shook out, but but probably not. I mean, I don't think I would have ever gone that far. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you? You were you were more. I mean, you were the lead, so. Was there ever a moment where you were just like, screw this, I'm, I'm out? No, because here's my theory. You actually never quit the show. So I don't know what Colton was trying to accomplish because <laughs> once you start the show, no matter what, the show's going to get what they want out of it. If right. you quit the show, terrific. Especially at that point. It's like they get, you gave them enough material. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's not, like, know, yeah, it's not week one where they can, like, hey, scratch this. Let's bring in someone else and yeah. just reshoot this thing. I mean, they were pot committed in Colton at this point. Yeah. But, I think he, I think he was ready to quit. I think in that moment he was saying, "Screw it! They can have you know the money back. They can figure it out in their own way." Um, well, he ran away without his passport, so we knew he had to kind of go back to him. Yeah, he knew somebody was going to be chasing after him. He could, he could have just lived in the you know Portugal jungle for the next <laughs> couple of years. Be a fantastic yeah. episode. Okay, so let's slow down for a second because we we really got to give Tasha the justice that it deserves. Um, we were just talking a little bit ago. You know, Tasha is in the fantasy suite. Mm-hmm. Colton chooses to go to the fantasy suite with her. Right. That's one of the things this season. You know, let's let's just be question the questioners that we're supposed to be. Why did Colton, do you think, choose to do the fantasy suite with Tasha when his heart was so, so so sold out on Cassie? Wow, that's a good question, especially with the whole virgin thing. I, you know, yeah, there's I, like I, no reason he can't be like, oh, I'm gonna sleep with her just to see how it is for my <laughs> last time. <laughs> for my last time, <laughs> right? I don't think I don't think he had any intention of getting physical with her, though. No. I think it was. I think he he was playing ball with the with the show. I think that was the structure of the show. Obviously, that's what you do. And I think he probably, honestly, didn't even want to. I think he probably thought it was Cassie. But at that point, it was just like, all right, I'll play your game. Let's go. That's my gut, honestly. Plus, so many of us have told him, don't worry. You don't actually have to sleep together in the fantasy suite. I bet you less than 50% of fantasy suites actually include sex. I would agree with that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Especially his. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his, his aren't going. You know, but it is interesting to me. Because for as much as we want to say he's playing ball and so much as you want to say it's, it's fitting in the format, we, we have to give credit where credit's due. He could have put his foot down and said, I'm not doing it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to that fantasy suite. I'm going to break up with her right here during the day. And, and they would have had to follow along with that storyline. They would have had to follow where that plays out. Right. But he didn't. So he went to the fantasy suite with Tasha. Tasha seems confused. She also, it's very clear that she knows after that that she's probably not going to be around. No, you could tell the morning after. I mean, her whole tone changed. She, she looked like someone that got shut down. I mean, I, I think she probably wanted to 
you know, take it to the next level per se, but I, I think he denied that. It, it kind of felt like to me that, you, like, uh, your daughter is walking right behind you, by the way. Oh, oh hi, my gosh, Emmy. She's beautiful. Hi, um, Emmy. How are you? <laughs> hi, Emmy. Um, it kind of, when they were looking at each other the next morning, it felt like a little bit of weird guilt. Like, yeah, it was oh, no, weird. like, it was so awkward and, like, hard to watch where it was like, I, they don't want to be in that same room. Something they about nuts. She was like, oh, I don't like nuts. And I thought it meant like the, way more. These nuts? <laughs> these yeah, somebody's nuts. <laughs> oh, But then the he, before going into the fantasy suite, said like, I'm a virgin, but I've done pretty much everything else. Yeah. What does that mean? Like oral? That yeah, what that's about? what I'm yeah. assuming. Cold has never felt younger to me than when in that, than that segment. He's like, you know, I've done everything. Yeah. Like, I've had sex before with a girl. <laughs> 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 What, mo- what movie was that from? <laughs> He's never felt more relatable to me because I dropped that line so many times. Yeah. Like, I've done this and that. <laughs> and that. I'm, I'm not that I'm, innocent. I've kissed my arm before. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've made out with my pillow. And right. that, that was fun. that. It's just like a really awkward, awkward segment. Mm-hmm. Tanner, during your time on, on these shows, uh-huh. is it hard for you to get physical like during the shows, like was this, is there an element during it? Like fantasy suites to me is always weird because the door gets closed. There's this connotation of what's going on behind the scenes. Like, is that awkward for you? Do you get used to that? Or do you think Colton is watching this back this week and going, this moment with Tasha is going to haunt me forever. It feels so awkward. I, I'm right. No, I think it's definitely awkward. I mean, to, 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 to do that. I mean, in paradise, the bed that we slept in had a camera in front of it. So it's a little different yeah. from what I'm used to. There was legit a camera yeah. staring down on our bed oh, Tanner. until we got to the overnight date. So Tanner, we, uh, I know so this is like so sad and we're totally bringing the mood down. But you oh, guys yeah. came out this week right. about how you actually got pregnant in the fantasy suite. Right. So Your only fantasy suite and that Jared... Jade miscarried a couple months later. Do not know why I just said Jared. Um, <laughs> He's on your mind a lot. Right? I mean, yeah, I mean, so obviously we, we kind of know what it's like yeah. to have sex on the show. That's so I, mean, I, like, I was just talking about how, so in the house, in, in the Paradise House, um, at the resort, the, the camera is on your bed at all times, yeah. up in the boom boom room or whatever you want to call it. So we, you know, we just did some heavy petting in there, nothing too serious. But it was actually on our overnight date in tequila. Um, it was like our one-on-one date, and that was the first time that Jade and I had sex. It, we the cameras were actually gone this time. We we're like, all right, let's let's do it. Um, and obviously, you know, thereafter that ensued in a pregnancy. So it was a crazy whirlwind after the show. Jade was actually supposed to move to Nashville, if you remember, no, with Carly. I remember. We were going to do the long distance thing for, you know, six months, a year, whatever it was, and just try to make the relationship work. But as soon as we found this out, we we're like, wow, okay, that's obviously a, a real life thing. It's serious now. Let's, let's make, let's just jump in, move in with me and we're going to have a baby. We're going to, we're going to make this work. Um, and shortly thereafter, the, the miscarriage happened, unfortunately. Um, but it was such a whirlwind of emotions because, I mean, you guys have both been there after the show, after you're after you're with someone. There's so many things going on and so many, it's like the public opinions of you and outside influences and all that. So it was just, I, I almost didn't even like grieve it or think about right. it um, because I was just trying to be strong for Jade and figure out what the hell we were like what was what was even going on in our lives do you guys think you would have gotten married that january i don't well i mean if 
if Jade was pregnant? I know she was. I mean, like, I know the miscarriage happened in right. September. Yeah. You got pregnant, yeah, yeah, and you got right pre- pregnant in June, and then maybe it was, like, August, September. Right. I'm not sure. The ba- I mean, because we got married on TV, obviously. I'm not sure The Bachelor would have, like, backed us for a wedding, if, you know? If, if oh, if you guys were pregnant? Wedlock. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what I'm their sure stance would Maybe. I think, I think they celebrate you two so well, and I, and I think this is where for me and we're going to take a pause away from Colton season for a second because both of your lives and it's it's the coolest part of the show to me it's also the part that sometimes doesn't get seen or felt is the show and the experiences on the show drastically affect real lives like we can watch this and we can blame it on editing we can say oh Colton jumped a fence and how crazy is that and how weird is that and wild is that but ultimately everything happening on Colton season is going to affect his life in a real way Nothing speaks to that more than your situation. Yeah, yeah, one hundred and ten percent. I mean, as as a fan, as a viewer, I mean, you can poke fun or laugh at this inconvenient thing happening, or even a sad thing happening while it's on TV because it's just a moment in time on TV. But a lot of these decisions that we all make, and the decisions Colton is making right now, very well could affect him forever. I mean, obviously, my decisions in the fantasy suite had a huge impact on on on, on my life. Um, and I, I, luckily for me, I think that brought Jade and I closer together and helped our relationship. Um, but there's so many different turns it could take. Tanner, I want to ask you to stick around for a second and talk about uh, the impact that would happen if Colton were to lose his virginity on the show. Because we still don't know if it happens sure. or not and how that would affect him later on. Ashley, I want to ask you the same question. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, uh, Ashley... Your skin's looking really fantastic right now. I agree. Thank you. It's like insane. Really? Does Thank any you. of it have to do with bioclarity? Oh, maybe. Maybe it does. <laughs> okay, bioclarity. With winter, my skin has gotten so dry myself because I live in Denver, Colorado. There is no place harder on the skin than Denver, Colorado. I'm dry, I'm chapped, the wind and dry weather. That's why I use bioclarity. I use their essentials routine, though, for normal or dry skin. It's only three easy steps. Cleanse, restore, and hydrate. And it contains hydrating plant extracts like chamomile, green tea, cucumber, licorice root, argon, olive, and shea, plus four lux from chlorophyll. It also helps minimize redness, reduce pore size, and listen to this, even out skin tone. That's insane. Easton's over here in the corner shaking his head like, I've got even skin. (laughs) <laughs> because of bioclarity. I love how hydrating it is because when I'm flying all the time, it gets dry, I get sticky, I get tired, I get red, and everybody knows the planes dry out skin like crazy. But with bioclarity's essentials routine, it contains hydrating plant extracts like chamomile, green tea, cucumber, and all the stuff I said before. And the best part is that bioclarity is delivered straight to you and is an easy-to-use three-step skincare routine that's 100%, 100%, that's not 999 that's 100% vegan plus gluten and cruelty-free. So get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. And right now, our listeners will get 40% off on skincare routines plus an additional 15% off on their website. That's an incredible deal. So listen to this. Our listeners will save 40% on skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. That. That right there is something that you need to listen to, but you need to enter our code FAMOUS at checkout. That's 40% off skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything at bioclarity.com. When you use our code FAMOUS at checkout. 
You guys, adulting has gotten really real for me because it's encroaching on tax season and I'm thinking about how much money to put in investments. So I have been thinking about using... No. I have been using Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that allows you to buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit that you need to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. That is insane. You can also view stock collections such as the 100 most popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never have to miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is listening. Robinhood is giving its listeners the, of the Ben and Ashley Almost Famous podcast a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. You can sign up today at almostfamous.robinhood.com. That is almostfamous.robinhood.com. Robinhood does make adulting so much easier, but we have an adult on our hands on the podcast right now. Tanner Tolbert, the the most adult adult I've I've ever met. He has a, a child, a child on the way, and a beautiful wife. Tanner, my question to you is: We don't know if it happens yet. We don't know if Colton comes back uh, because of your history on the show and because of how real the show has been for you in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. If Colton were to lose his virginity on the show. Is that a good move, bad move, or are you indifferent about it? Man, I, I think it's a bad move. I think if, if you've waited this long, I think if you succumb to it on the show, I think you're just giving in to the, the pressures of the show. I would, I would wait if I was Colton. I hope, I hope he does. They can do it right after the show if they want to, but I don't want mm-hmm. them to feel that added pressure because being a contestant on the show, I think you can sometimes feel that added pressure. Ashley, what do you think? I mean, so here's the thing. We, we, on this podcast, we've purposely tried to stay away from talking too much about the virginity topic. It's just not – it hasn't been that interesting to us. The, the interesting part is Colton's relationships. But now, you know, it's fantasy suit week. Yeah. We've got to talk about it. What do you think the, the, the pressure of that is felt by Colton and the women? I feel like Colton actually isn't feeling a lot of pressure when it comes to, like, having sex with the right person. Like I said, I think that he planned on doing it with Cassie in the fantasy suite because he was just ready and wanting to do it with her. And he was like, this is the woman I want to be with right now and off the show. So I don't think he was actually putting that much pressure on himself. And I don't think like the public is even expecting him to lose it in a fantasy suite. I don't think the public... Actually, this Care. is a good time to call really our cares. listeners. Um, please email us at benandashleyiheartmedia.com with your opinions do you care? I mean, do you care if Colton loses his virginity on this show or not? Is that actually a storyline that we're invested into? Because for us, I think on this podcast, we are more invested into what how this plays out for Colton and, and whatever woman he chooses. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's the most important thing. Tanner Tolbert, you're the man. I really appreciate you, buddy. How's life? How are you? It's better now that I'm seeing you, buddy. It's been I too agree. long. It's been a long yeah. time, and I can't wait to hang out with you tonight. For but sure, hey, man. thanks for coming on the podcast. Yep, thanks for having us. The uh, As we say goodbye to Tanner Tolbert, we're going to roll right in to Jared Haben. Jared Haben is fired up about Cassie. The reason he's coming on, because he's so passionate. So, 
honestly, as we pass the mic to Jared here, Jared, do you know Ashley, my co-host? <laughs> Ashley, it's very nice to meet you. I'm Jared. Can I just say that this is how this this is why I just called Jared in to talk on the podcast because today he I woke up from a nap and he goes. I just rewatched not only the breakup scene, but I went back in old episodes to pick apart the dialogue to see just how much of a liar Cassie has been. I didn't say how much of a liar Cassie has been. So you know how you just get very invested in certain things. And so I was watching the episode. I became very invested in what happened between Cassie and Colton. And then it just reminded me a couple of an episode a couple weeks earlier where Cassie's character was being in question. And she pushed it to the side. And Kerpa, who's actually here tonight, was questioning whether Cassie was ready to be engaged. She obviously denied it at the time. And then here we are two weeks later and Cassie's saying she's not ready to get engaged to Colton. Not only is she not ready to get engaged to Colton, she's not even ready to be with Colton. So it was a little infuriating watching that. I do feel bad because I feel like Cassie might get a lot of crap this week. Like her feelings aren't strong enough to even date him. I know. <laughs> Isn't that really sad? Like It is and, the saddest. And here's the thing. her The whole thing about her dad was there's not enough time, right? I like... Colton seems like a good guy. There's no red flags, but you're not ready to get engaged with this guy in two weeks. And so she went to that night saying, okay, I'm not ready to get engaged. I'm going to leave. And Colton loves her so much. He was telling her, we don't need to get engaged. There's no timestamp. I just want to be with you. I want to work through this and see if we can get to where I think we can get to. And Cassie was like, no. Cassie was like, oh, crap. So my whole excuse for this was that, one, my dad doesn't feel comfortable. Two, I'm not ready to get engaged either. My dad and I are on the same page. No engagement. She thought that was her ultimate cop-out. But then Colton was like, oh, we don't have to get engaged. And she had no excuses left. She has to. She had to just admit, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get there ever with you. Ben, what are your thoughts on this whole Cassie situation? You know, so let's backtrack a little bit because we haven't broken it down fully. So what's happening in the episode is Taisha leaves, Colton goes on this date with Cassie. It leads to, the, obviously, the one of the most historic conversations in Bachelor history where the two of them are talking. And he's saying, I love you, and she's saying, I can't be there for you. And that's really where we end up, and this is where we're starting this conversation out at. Here's my theory. Cassie's just not that into him. And as a result, that's not a ba- she's not wrong for that. We're not mm. forced. Time out. She should have told him maybe a week ago. She told us should have told him two weeks ago, but who knows that if she was ready or not, if it had hit her or not. Until everything was good in this episode, right? Until he says, "My dad, your dad didn't give me approval," and then she goes, "My dad agrees with probably the same thing I'm thinking. I'm not ready. This isn't looking right. I'm freaking out. My dad's not giving you approval. My dad means a lot to me." And she starts getting her own head. So that's where I think in her mind she says, "I'm done. Like this isn't going to work no matter what. This isn't the right thing." So I'm not blaming her for wanting to get out. It's how she did it. She still danced around the subject so much that even when they sit down, sat down, she said, she didn't just tell him, Hey Colton, I'm sorry. I'm not that into you. Like this isn't going to work. She sat down afterwards at that night and goes, yes, this day was perfect. It was so much fun with you. And he, she let him feel her again. And that's where my problem lies. See, my problem also lies within the past few weeks of what happened with Cassie. Because if you remember, the episode that Colton approached her and when she was getting questioned about whether she was here for the right reasons, she told Colton that if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't be here. She sees a future with him. She sees potential with him. Good point. And so that's pretty frustrating because, well, how how could it possibly have changed so much from that point where you see potential with Colton to now you're not even willing 
to fight for it because he Colton is here saying, I love you. We don't need to get engaged. I want to work on things with you. And Cassie's just keeps repeating, I don't want to be with you. I think it was just, uh, I don't know. I think she took it to top three because she wanted to be the Bachelorette. And the Bachelorette is so often top three. I think Cassie probably just wasn't thinking ahead. And I don't blame her. She's 23 years old. I, I, I honestly don't blame her. She's young. She's probably, she's not really... Um, She's experienced, probably, in the relationships. Uh, you know, she, I think she said she had one boyfriend. Yeah. So maybe she just doesn't really know what love is. And I'm not bashing her for that. But even watching that conversation between her dad and her, it did seem as if it was a father talking to a girl who hasn't really been through a lot of relationship experience yet. Well, She's totally not ready to get engaged. And there is this level, too. When The Bachelorette, I look back, and when the night that Jared got sent home... Uh, he was four, and, and I ended up being three. But the night you left, I remember it hit my head. An engagement is pending. Am I ready? That's when it first hit me. Because until then, it was, I'm dating this girl. Mm -hmm. I'm figuring out if I like this girl. I, I, I don't know how I feel about Caitlyn yet. I'm into it. But is she my wife? And, and as soon as you walked out the door, I remember watching Jared leave and going, oh, my gosh, this is around the corner. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Am I ready? And that's the first time I asked myself, am I ready? Who knows what she was feeling and, and when she started asking herself this question. So let's, uh, let's backtrack. Wait, I have so many questions for you now. If you got to top two, would you propose to her? Uh, I, don't I don't think know. you were there yet. No, I probably wasn't. Honestly, I don't think I was ready to propose to Caitlin, but I think I would have told her, hey, like I'm not there yet, but I, I really care about you, and I want to see if this can work. But this and this and whatever the formula here and the time frame, this this didn't get me to a place where I'm confident getting down on one knee. But I'd love to see if this could work afterwards, which is exactly what Caitlin or Colton was telling Cassie. Hey, don't worry about the time frame. Don't worry about the engagement. I love you, and this is the part that broke my heart. And I thought Colton was so in the right here. He's begging. All he, what he was really saying was, Cassie, stay. There's no pressure on us. Let's just see if we can figure it out. And I begged she this still madness. said no, and that's where my heart really broke as well. Because you can understand what Cassie's going through up until that point. Because you're like you said, there's confusion. It's fast. Her dad just showed up. What's going on? Am I going to be engaged to this guy? I'm 23. What's going to happen with my life? But then he said, listen, don't put a... Cause even Colton said, don't put a timestamp on it. Because Cassie kept saying two weeks, two weeks. And Colton said, Don't worry about two weeks. This is the rest like this could potentially be the rest of our lives. So let's just take our time and see if it can That's what she rehearsed, Jared. She rehearsed the two weeks thing. She had nothing else to say. But that's my that's I think where Ben and I are coming from. If Cassie, you gotta just be honest with him at this point yeah. and say, I don't have those feelings for you because she kept beating around the bush by saying, I don't think I can get there. And that brought the question get there before two weeks or get there for the rest of your life she ended up meaning for the rest of my life it pained her to say but she ended up basically saying that so because none of us have, have watched the spoilers none of us know what's happened next is this relationship done does colton come back and get her are, are, what what happens i mean I, what what's your theories here like is this relationship done because this is where i'm gonna get really freaking confused if at the end of this, he ends up with anybody but Cassie, or if Can't Cassie happen. comes back into the picture. Cassie's definitely... Well, if Cassie comes back from the picture, it'll be Colton going after her. It will not be Cassie of coming course, back. Of course, of course. And hey, there's no way he can go back to Tasha and Hannah G. I'm going to say the no. most hypocritical thing ever. I find the Cassie-Colton relationship not extremely rootable right now because I think that she kind of... I just want Colton to be with somebody... 
I don't want to say more deserving. I don't like the more deserving. But Even like, I Cassie just, said at the end, you want somebody to, be, you want Colton to be with somebody who's as insanely in love with him yeah. as he loves them. Yes, Colton is my is a sympathetic character for me here. I am rooting for his happiness, and I don't think she likes him enough. Now this is where the hypo- hypocrisy comes in. <laughs> Jared and I went through this, and I begged him so many times to give me all the chances in the world that he just needed more time. That like he always, Jared always was like, I don't see it. I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's, how many times yeah. did we like? We're like almost there, and then we and then we're like, and then you just cut it off, and we we're almost there, and you cut it off. Of course, the difference is that we developed such a strong friendship over the course of three years that. Uh, you know, Colton and, and Cassie just don't have that rapport or background. So I'm just saying they could get there. We're we're pr- they're pretty much in, um, it's it's different, but they they're more relatable to us getting off our first season of Paradise than what we are now. Yeah, I, totally. I wonder if this goes down in history, and uh, you both are fans of the show. You've watched the show in previous seasons. Does this go down in history? Because I'm going to argue that it doesn't as one of the most brutal breakups in Bachelor it history. Doesn't doesn't. What do you me. mean it doesn't? I think you have Jake and Pavelka. I think you have uh, That's Desiree. Nasty. I think you have. Um, I think Sean I, and Caitlin. Sean and Caitlin. I think you have Ari and Becca. I think I think Ari and Becca. I don't even think it's the worst breakup in the you past guys, year. Those no. are nasty. This is heartbreaking. I think they've all been hard. I think uh, Becca. I think the split screen Becca and Ari is more heartbreaking and more hard to watch than this. I do think Colton's fence jump will go down in history as one of the most epic exits on the show ever. I don't think this breakup will end up being that. I, I don't think we'll talk a, about the breakup. I come from a totally different place because I think that I relate to Colton so much in this moment of the unrequited love. And then you thinking that you're almost there with somebody and then they cut it off just when you think that it's going to happen. And then you like do that whole like you're so tense and then you start shaking and you're like this doom is not happening to me. Ben does bring up an extra interesting point though because earlier in the date, Colton himself said, I want to be in love with Cassie. Yes, so how so. heart-wrenching could this breakup have been when 16 hours prior, Colton wasn't even sure if he was in love with Cassie? And Jared found some editing flaws, or what we're going to say is an editing it, flaw. It was pretty frustrating. I don't, I don't think it's an editing flaw. I think it's where his heart was at. The, it's his heart is in not in the same place as when he is at the end. And I think it hit him as she was leaving. Colton starts saying, Oh no, I do I do love this woman. She's slipping through my fingers. 16 hours ago during an interview, I was saying I want to fall in love. I probably felt it internally. I wasn't ready to admit it and now I am because she's walking out this door and she, the person I love, the person I wanted to spend this evening with is going to exit the show. Maybe Colton got ahead of himself mm. because he was even saying that stuff before he knew she was leaving. He was saying that he loves her, she was the one, and then it was building up to that point. So I'm I'm curious maybe Colton panicked so that could be an excuse if he did want to go back to Tasha and Hannah G maybe he could go back to them and say listen I was kind of losing it a little bit uh, I had strong feelings for Cassie she was leaving I, I, I was kind of lost in the moment because if he goes back say he goes back to Hannah G and says that do you think Hannah G would forgive him he Colton had the power in this moment to blow this whole format up what if he goes back to Tasha and Hannah G and goes this is what just happened and, and he tells him the honest truth about Cassie. And he goes, we need three more weeks. We need oh, to add awesome. a week. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> How amazing. That would what be if, amazing. What if he did it? He, and he could have. He that could've. would go down in Bachelor <laughs> history. Yeah, but it would never work because he'd still be thinking of Cassie every moment he was with the other two girls. He'd be comparing them the entire time. Here's the deal, Ashley. Jared and you once split apart. And Jared thought about you ever since. And look at you now. 
Oh, I I have hope for them. In, now in you're the gonna take term, my last possibly. name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jared, you're the man. We love you dearly. Uh, Thanks, guys. One of us more than the other, but I, I love you a lot more. I, I lo- <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> All right, bye, bye, guys. All right, well, Jared and I have actually been using a lot of our crate and barrel uh, items from our wedding registry lately. Uh, Jared and I do we do get into football as you guys know, but I'm also into March Madness whenever Syracuse is in the game. And now that we have all this cool platery, platery is a word, right? Platery is totally a word. Okay, from Crate right? and Barrel, yeah, we have like entertaining items that we can have like our friends, like Ben, whenever he's in the area, or Jaden Tanner, come over, and we can put the cheese and crackers and the meats out, and it looks really nice. It does look nice because we used to use. You know the old like plastic bowls, and I'm not saying that was embarrassing, but it's really nice to be have crate and barrel now because we have this marble. What is it? It's a it's like a marble. Oh, we had the marble uh, display board. Display board, yeah. It's it's fantastic. Charcuterie board. It weighs. It must weigh like a hundred pounds. I'm kidding. That's exaggerating. It's very heavy. It's so heavy, but that's what I really like about it. That it is that heavy. But we love crate and barrel so much. I'm so happy that we're doing our registry here. Everything, everything that we do, entertaining wise, just looks more professionally done. It totally. looks more like adulting. I know. Than if we like were to use those plastic green things we were using. Oh, we've been very much adulting ever since yeah. we've gotten some stuff from Crane Barrel. Totally, it's very exciting. Well, if you guys are engaged out there and you're looking for a good place to register. We would highly suggest that you start your Crate and Barrel registry now at Crate and Barrel, www.crateandbarrel.com slash wedding dash registry. Again, that is www.crateandbarrel.com slash wedding dash registry. So in the episode, we have uh, Colton uh, and Cassie's breakup. And we're going to move into the final part of this episode, maybe the one uh, of the best pieces uh, in Bachelor history, and we have Annalise, one of our favorite guests, on to help us break it down. Annalise, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So this is where we're at in the episode, okay? Okay. Cassie and Colton have just broken up, and Colton goes up to his room and shuts the door, and this is what happens. Colton opens up the door. He pushes a cameraman. Yeah. He walks down the stairs. Why do you have to push the cameraman? Why? I mean, it wasn't I'm, the man; it was the camera. Okay, when you but say cameraman. It's that like just violent. that seemed like dramatic. Like, why do you put your forearm into the camera's face? Like, but anyways, <laughs> then he walks out. You hear just a beautiful moment in Bachelor history. Somebody call Chris. Somebody call Chris. Oh, I didn't hear yeah, that. The three oh, times. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody call Chris. And here comes Chris Harrison after Colton save to save the day. <laughs> Colton's or Chris is fully dressed. He's looking sharp and dapper. And you see Colton hop the fence. Annalise, in this moment, during the show, what are you thinking? Um, I cannot do box jumps. How the <laughs> heck do I you do that? I don't know. It was like he was given a magical power through the feeling of frustration. I mean, I want, I really would love to just have, like, to be with him in person while he does that, like, over and over. I just want to, like, watch his form and, like, see, was it just adrenaline that got him to do that? That's or what was I he, meant like, by that weird expression I just used. Oh. Yeah, adrenaline. <laughs> um, or was it, or... I mean, it's just like sheer athleticism. I that's that's what I think. I don't think anything else about uh, like what just happened with Cassie or anything. It's just all about how that happened. We've actually got a, a clip uh, from that moment on the episode. Let's pause a second, take a listen. Colton. 
He just jumped the fence. Is there a button that opens the gate? Bolton! Open the fence, guys. Open the fence. Bolton! I mean, wow. That's insane. You're right. You, you guys, if you watch Colton walk out and, and kind of like stand face to face with the gate, the gate is actually taller than he is. And Colton's my height. He's 6'4". And he just leaps it. He doesn't There's push no himself struggle. up. He just leaps no it. No struggle. My sister says she's never been more attracted to him. Really? No, it is. She was like, that was such a sexy moment. I totally get that. Like, it is just... I'm like in awe of that moment. I think that's why everyone has been waiting for this moment. And we're like, when is it happening? It's like the Olympics of uh, of Bachelor right now, you know? <laughs> it was effortless. What do you think happens, the two of you? Because you've both done the show. You've you stayed within the confines of the show. You live in that world and you exited in that world. What happens when he lands on the other side of the gate and there's nobody? It's got to feel like when the doors close in a fantasy suite. You're yeah. Like, Whoa. It's I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Did he rip his mic off? I think he must have. But my favorite line was Chris saying, he jumped the effing fence. I know. I know. I was talking to my mom about it. I was like, I saw an Instagram like, you know, clip of it. And Chris Harrison swears I know, on national so television. It's so amazing because it was so Chris in real I know. life. Like, it's, that's Chris. That's just him. No, it totally. That's not the thing, his but it's not who you Chris. see usually no, as the no. host, Chris Harrison. No. I know it was pretty. That that was also a pretty epic moment. It's so cool. Do you think? Okay, here's my take on this though. So here's you see Chris yelling, Colton, Colton. You hear dogs barking, and here's the thing: you see all the producers. This is when you know the show's not prepared. Is because you see all of the top producers, the, the, the producers for Colton and the cast there as well, kind of running after Colton here. And was it the best moment? It was the best for moment. For Chris Harrison ever as the host. How, okay, not only the he jumped the effing fence, but <laughs> did Chris Harrison as the host pull off the best hosting gig he's ever done at this moment? I well, I think we all got a little high off the moment because we see all the producers and we're like, oh my God. We love them. There they are. And they have to get involved because of, like, safety reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Not because, like, it's like somebody's the, emotional, it's when you because know, they're gone. It's when you feel like, man, they are your friends. They are, like, your family. Like, it's sort of the... It's sort of like the moment where if you get in a fight and you, like, run away from home when you're a kid and you're, like, mom comes outside and is like, where are you? You know what I mean? It's kind of... I feel like it's, like, the protective side of all of those people, yes. like, actually worried about him and concerned and all that yeah. you know it's like those are my parents they're trying to help me yeah <laughs> you're actually that's a great point and one that i never thought of you know colton at this point is probably far gone he's ran away but for us as the viewer and the fans and past participants it is that moment where we go they really care like mm -hmm. everything shut yeah. down yes there is one camera there it has to be there i'm glad it was there it was capturing it but they really care and you don't see that. I mean, you see them. You we see them on the show caring, but as viewers, we don't get to see the producers and the behind the scenes a lot. But it just shows when Colton jumps the fence. Not only is Col uh, Chris shocked, but you see all the EPs there. You see the assistants, and they're going, "What do we do next? And how do we respond?" So it leads to this question: What do you think happens next? I hope we get to see more search because everybody loves breaking the fourth wall. And it was the fourth wall. It's like breaking the fourth, <laughs> breaking the fence. Literally. You know? <laughs> yeah, literally breaking the fourth wall. 
And I think it'll be great if they just drag it out for like two more minutes trying to find him. I want on camera the scene in which they find him. Oh, totally. We have to get it. We're going to get it. We're going to see the scene. I just got a, a quick, and, and Annalise, I want to hear your perspective. We just asked Jared and Tanner what, what would have had to happen for them to leave the show like Colton did. Like what would have had to happen in, on your experience for you to just run away and just bolt. But I, I've got to just, I, the thought came to my head. It's probably evil and it's not good, but I love it. <laughs> what if Colton doesn't <laughs> like leap the fence? Like what if he just kind of gets stuck? Like he goes out there, they're all screaming, Colton, Colton, don't don't go he's gonna jump the fence and Colton like goes to jump and he can't get over it <laughs> well, the, window, the door's opened yeah so then he has to land and push the button and then open it up and then been, run. it would have been it so been much a, better it would have been like from oh. some movie I feel like we've all seen that like in a movie where somebody's so about to better. jump the fence it, or they just like fall on the other <laughs> side he doesn't make it yeah. he, just, he just like doesn't make it stops pushes the button Chris catches up with him so much better Annalise <laughs> anyways that was just a thought a little Thanks off for that imagery what has to happen for you during the show to run away like Colton did. Oh man. I don't I I honestly I don't know. I guess it's hard because I've only been on the sort of contestant side or whatever you want to call it um where if you want to leave you leave. So being the the lead to have to leave like you can't really leave. I think that's why it was like he didn't he wasn't able to just say, "Hey guys, I'm done. I'm going to just like exit now." He the only thing to probably going through his head at that point was like, "I just got to get out of here." And like I can't tell anyone I'm going to get out of here because they're not going to let me go cuz I'm the lead. So he's just like, "Done. I'm done. I'm out." Does that make sense? It makes complete sense and it's just tough I mean, it is. it shows where Colton's head's at. It shows how hard this was for him. And now, this episode was great, but I am so ready for the next episode. You know me too. Now we have to have women tell all. No! I, no. Don't leave me in the suspense. Let's skip women tell all <laughs> and just get to Colton being found. Annalise, you're always a pleasure to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me again. Thank you so much for coming on. There's a ton of people from Bachelor Nation in the room right now. I know they all look up to you. Go spread some wisdom and some love. <laughs> Annalise, you're one of the best. Thanks, guys. Bye. I, I think what we just talked about with Annalise properly summarizes this episode, right? there. For as much as it felt like happened, there wasn't a lot that actually happened, right? There was a Tasha overnight. The Tasha failed overnight. And, and we knowing that, and us, all of us know, now knowing that Tasha's going home. We had the Cassie date leading up to the conversation about the dad to Cassie trying to break up with Colton, not really doing it successfully, drawing out a lot longer than it should have, and really just ending in the moment with Colton jumping the fence. All of this made for one of the best episodes and one of the hardest episodes in, in, in Bachelor history. So before I pass it to you, I want to just close my thoughts with this. It was one of the most entertaining, but as I think about where Colton's head's at right now, and as somebody that really likes Colton... And, and, and I know that it hasn't been easy, and I know that Colton wanted this to work, and he wanted to be you know, a, a good guy for these women. Um, as entertaining this episode was, I, I'm very interested to see how it ends because I don't know how it ends. And I'm worried now because if Colton really felt like he needed to run from the show, there's a deep, deep feeling of sadness in his heart. And so what? it's the, the crazy part of the show. Typically what is the most sad is often the most entertaining and that's this, my struggle and that's and that was this episode for me yeah. i don't know what happens with cassie i don't know what happens with hannah g or Tasha, but ashley i want to pass it off to you now to summarize all everything we talked about today with some great guests um what were your final thoughts 
on one of the most epic episodes in Bachelor history. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant earlier in the episode when I said it was like not the most dramatic episode. It was truly like the last. It was truly the most dramatic thirty minutes of an episode I've ever seen. Um, I do have this weird internal struggle where I'm just like, how can I be so living for this drama? But then knowing the person that it's happening to and being so genuinely sad and having been in a situation I feel like is similar in the past and having so much sympathy and empathy and you're just like, how am I enjoying this? At the same time, somebody's heart's breaking and I, I have no idea where it's going next week and I, have, and I am very interested to see if I even find a potential relationship between he and Cassie to be something that I will root for. That's a right? good point. Will you root for the Cassie-Colton relationship to be mended? Are you rooting for Colton to be with somebody else? Or are you just hoping that Colton runs into the Portugal jungle far away? Okay, honestly, I want him to be happy. And if getting another chance with Cassie is going to make him happy, then I want him to have another chance with him. I'm just concerned about her doing it for the sake of appearances. Because I feel like she might just get back together with Colton just so that like her image is mended and that's what i'm scared of that's why i find it unrootable but i do want him to have another chance with her so there we go hey we're on the edges of our seats just like all of you are make sure you tune in to every episode following of the almost famous podcast we are here to report to you the breaking news the important news and especially the special episode tomorrow after the women tell all women tell all looks absolutely nuts from the previews and we've got the women on the podcast Yay. some of your favorites so tune in for that until then we got to give a quick thank you to hers get your first month of anti-aging formula from hers for ten dollars off right now why supplies last go to forhers.com slash almost famous zip recruiter try zip recruiter for free at this exclusive website ZipRecruiter.com slash Ben. That's B-E-N, BioClarity. Go to BioClarity.com and get 40% off skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. I mean, I can't even say it because it's so much. 40% off skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website when you use our code FAMOUS at checkout, Robinhood. Robinhood is giving our listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at almostfamous.robinhood.com. Crate and Barrel. Start your Crate and Barrel registry now at crateandbarrel.com slash wedding-registry. And thank you so much for Fresh Brothers for feeding us the most delicious pizza at this podcast, book launch, Valentine's, it's not Valentine's Day, Ashley birthday party. There ever is. The Fresh Brothers pizza is so good. And also thank you to Venus E.T. Floyer. You guys know what these are. Those are the boxes of the roses that last a whole year. I got some for my birthday sitting right here. They're so beautiful. Wow, they are. So pretty. And they last a year. So crazy. That's my, that? absolutely wild. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Ashley, happy birthday week. Let's celebrate well with you. Thank you. And uh, Colton's episodes are not disappointing. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Like we said, special episode coming up soon. With that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, we will. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.